0: Sometimes you work hard, you come home at the end of the day, you get undressed for bed and you go, I feel so tired. I feel so bad. Sometimes you get, come home at the end of the day and you get undressed and you, you I tell you, you feel rejuvenated and energized because you look in the mirror and remember, you're wearing Mack Weldon underwear, baby. And that is better underwear than whatever you're currently wearing. I wear it all the time. It makes me feel confident. Not only does it look and feel great, all Mack Weldon products are crafted with natural fibers that have built in performance capabilities. So they work hard too. Go to macweldon.com. Get 20% off your purchase using the promo code beautiful. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Promo code is beautiful. You ever seen a movie so bad you can't even believe they created it? Paul Scheer, June Diane Raphael, and Jason Mantzoukas have seen a few. And they're talking about them on their Earwolf podcast, How Did This Get Made? Each episode, they sit down with celebrity guests, Dive into a movie that's so horrible. It's amazing. I have done the show. It should be coming out soon. And I can tell you, it's one of the most fun shows there is. And they're not messing around. If you're a fan of mine, you might know. Paul and Jason were the guests on the the Chris Gethard Show uh, dumpster episode. And they're two of the funniest people you'll ever meet in your life. June is so hilarious in her own right. And it's such a good vibe. Past guests, Abby Jacobson, Alana Glazer, Adam Scott, Scott Ackerman, Kamel Nanjani, plus so many guests coming up, including myself. And I want to make sure you're subscribed Listen and subscribe to How Did This Get Made on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Hello to all my disgruntled rabbits. It's beautiful, anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred.
1: I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun than that.
0: Hello everybody, Chris Gethard here, welcoming you to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. show where uh, people get on the line and they say stuff and then you get to listen to the stuff and not even feel that because they're saying it themselves. Welcome to the show. Hope you guys are enjoying it. I also want to say thanks to everybody who's been supporting the Chris Gethard Show. It's been on the air and uh, thank you to all the Beautiful Anonymous fans who are finding my other work. A strange little talk show. It means a lot. All the support you can give it helps so much, and, and thank you guys, such a big, big way. Last week's episode of Beautiful Anonymous uh, was, of course, the guy who, uh, who uh, he said he needed more freedom in his life, and he, he he felt like maybe one of his coworkers was giving him a little more positive feedback than his wife. Not surprisingly, uh, the Beautiful Anonymous, the community on Facebook, not uh, not thrilled, not thrilled. A lot of people felt like this guy needed to uh, maybe. Be a little more honest about what he was going for, and uh, but you know what I, I really love that Facebook group, and everybody was was despite the fact that many people were like, "Whoa, this went there." People were genuine, generally very respectful, and uh, it was cool to see good community over there. People liked that call, but I think we're very concerned this week's call. I enjoyed it. This was just a pleasant chat. I like them when it's just a pleasant chat sometimes. And, and don't get me wrong, this lady's going through some life changes, got some stresses, some some family stuff on the way, some things to think about. hope that all works out. I also, her pets don't like me, which is weird. But overall, it was a fun call. Got to make a lot of jokes about growing up Catholic, as anyone who grew up Catholic always is willing to do. And uh, most of all, just enjoyed a nice talk with a cool caller. I think you'll enjoy it. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hello?
1: Hi, is this Chris?
0: It is. Hi.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Oh, boy. Well, I always like to answer honestly, and I'll tell you, I'm in the best mood I've ever been in, but I'll be fine.
1: Oh, no. What's going on?
0: Well, hey, it's not about me. It's about you. I'm just... I'm dealing with real-life stuff, it's and about- it's also about a million degrees in New York City. And uh, it is it is what it is. It's fine. It's not about me. I'll bounce back. It's okay. How are you?
1: I'm okay. Um, it's also really humid and nasty where I am. I'm not on the East Coast, but it's still pretty gross and kind of... In the Midwest, midwestern area. Mid- I'll, um,
0: I'll tell you something. If you ever visit New so, York City, there's two weeks. There's two weeks where it's actually nice in New York City when it starts to get warm, and then all of a sudden you feel like you're uh, walking through a swamp with six million other human beings. <laughs> it's okay.
1: Wow. Anyway, yeah, that's what I've heard. So I'll have <laughs> to figure out that like perfect time frame to to come and visit, which I've always wanted to do. But you never been? You no. Know, put it on the bucket list. Oh yeah. No, I've never been. I just. I went on my first major vacation within the last couple of months. I went to L.A. It was Ooh. fantastic. I got Ooh. engaged there. Ooh, congrats. Um, I loved it. And I thank you. I've, I've always heard from people, you know, that it's dirty and gross, which, you know, obviously it has its dirty and gross parts, but, you know, most major cities kind of do. So it wasn't bad. I, I loved it. And it's just like the kind of feel that you get in the air when you're there, like, oh my gosh, I'm in this really historical place and magic is made here. It's just so cool to, to be there.
0: Wow, a ringing endorsement for Los Angeles. Well done. Well done, <laughs> well done city yeah, of Los Angeles. Yeah,
1: me for this. <laughs> yeah. So, wow, sorry. Like my whole body is shaking. I'm so anxious right now. I had no idea I was going to get through, so this is a total shock to me.
0: Well, let's just take a deep breath, and we'll continue once your body stops shaking. Uh, there's no need. Yeah. I'm pretty, I am pretty. think I'm a pretty nice guy at the end of the day. So you're good to go.
1: Yeah, no, I can tell.
0: The worst that happens is I've this been, is a complete uh, yeah. disaster for both of us, and then no one even knows your name. It's fine.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. So we're both on the same page, which is good. So, yeah, I've been listening to the show for a really long time, a little over a year now. Um, I originally... Discovered you through this American life, which I'm sure is true for most people. Um, mm-hmm. I work remotely, so it's really isolating. So I kind of fell in love with podcasts and um, passing the time that way, listening to people and having voices around me by using that method, because otherwise it's just super quiet, super boring in my house. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, a long time admirer of the podcast, you know, not the fangirl, oh, but I'll I also take it. Um, recently I no- watched. The- I re- I recently watched Career Suicide and fell in love with that. You were amazing. Thank
0: you. Uh, I love just this call. To get that out there. I love this call. It's just you telling me how great all my work is. I love it. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so is there anything else you want to talk about, or should I, I we just to. go? Or
1: <laughs> no, I had to get that out there. If That's I didn't, very nice. I would probably be kicking myself.
0: It's yeah. very nice. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So I guess what's kind of going on in my life right now, um, like I said recently engaged, um, within almost exactly two months ago. And my now fiance, my, uh, he is extremely Catholic and I'm Christian, but I wasn't really raised in, um, like one denomination or the other. Um, when I was growing up, you know, my, my parents kind of, uh, they didn't shelter me from it intentionally, but it just wasn't really important to them to take me or my siblings to church. And, um, so, you know, fast forward to now, I'm surrounded by this super Catholic family, and they're all of a sudden they're like, oh, you know, you've got the ring on your finger. You're going to get married in a, in a Catholic church, and everybody's going to be there, right? And I'm sitting there saying, well, that's not really what I thought it was going to be like, but, you know, I'm trying to be respectful of that and uh, oh, talk with them through that. So last night, actually, we met with a Catholic priest, which is the first time in my entire life that I've spoken with a Catholic priest. He was really, really nice. Uh-oh. Um, but also really uncomfortable, you know, because they're asking the hard questions of, you know, what do you, what do you dislike about Catholicism? And you're sitting across the table from this priest and you're like, oh my God. How this is like did a high pressure situation.
0: How honest did you get on that answer? You're like, well, I just watched The Keepers on you Netflix, know- <laughs> so I'm a little riled up right now. I just watched that.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't get that honest. Um, and I'm, and I'm not like a total hater of Catholicism. Don't get hey, me wrong. You're there's talking, some, you know, you're talking to that... a
0: Catholic, right? Just so you know, you're talking to an Irish Catholic. You're talking to a filthy Papist. Talking about these filthy Papists right here. Uh,
2: <laughs> so what? So that's what, it's interesting
0: because when you say you're Christian, I, I it's it's funny because I, yeah. I I I here's my view. I don't know, but it, it's my view from the inside of Catholicism. So It seems like Catholics are kind of you know there's tons of lapsed Catholics, less intense. But it sounds like you were raised sort of like. A, doesn't sound like you were raised with a very intense uh you're not talking like born again christianity or or something that's very no very dedicated and very much uh day-to-day aspect of your life you were casually christian growing up
1: right yeah exactly never baptized nothing like that i actually didn't even know about god or jesus until i was probably seven or eight, you know, my mom sat me down to explain the concept of Easter to me because I didn't understand anything besides the Easter bunny, you know, and so I, you know, up until I was a a pretty old child, I guess I would say, Uh, like first grade, you know, that was kind of when I really figured out what it really meant, and I went with, I went to church with a family friend, you know, and when I was a kid, and I loved it, and I, I don't know if you're familiar, but I did like the whole Awana program and I really enjoyed it. So Not familiar. I had some experience going to church, um, but my family, very shortly after that period of time, moved to a different state. And um, once we finally got settled in, you know, as a kid, I'm saying, all right, we're here. I kind of want to go to church. And, um, you know, my, my dad was really into the idea, wanting to make it happen for me. My mom, not so much. You know, she was at this point in her life where she was working on Sundays every single week, um, like 12-hour shifts, very hard manual labor. Um, and so she kind of, her feelings were hurt that we wanted to go to church and basically she couldn't go. Right. Um, and she was kind of in this mental state where we didn't really want to poke the bear and we didn't really want to agitate her in any way. So, I just want you to know, if I can... You know, I kind can, of put my dad...
0: If I may, let's just... Yeah. Uh let's just take a breath because you just gave me like more information in 45 seconds than anyone in the history of this show. <laughs> you just went hard. You just, you just backed the truck up, dumped it all out on me. Yeah. Hard work. Yeah, no, I, I well, it's your... so
1: evident. It's like, yeah, it's just so apparent in my, my daily life now because I'm going through the, the thick of this wedding planning where, you know, like, I'm talking about it every day. So, oh, it's pretty much, in front of my mind.
0: I've been there. I've been there. Dominates, dominates yeah. your life.
1: Yeah. And it it's hard to get anything else done aside from, you know, having these conversations and yeah. trying to make the money work. And,
0: oh, good luck. Oh, boy. Yeah. To my wedding. We held Thank that thing you. together with scotch Thank tape you, and bubble gum.
1: Yeah. But it was great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. So, we, we booked our reception venue. So, that was nice. good.
0: Um, now when you say he's very oh, Catholic when you say he's very Catholic, what does that mean It's like does everyone in his family have like so, a dozen kids <laughs> and is he constantly uh, not
1: a dozen okay. no but they, it's when I say very Catholic I mean it's he was he was raised Catholic with um, an altar boy same with his brothers um, and it was very much ingrained in their daily life. And I've met other Catholics where, you know, they're the, they're the Sunday Catholics or the Easter Easter Sunday Catholics, or they go on Christmas, but they don't really go every single weekend. And um, whereas, you know, their family, they're very much, you know, no, we go every weekend and it's, it's part of our, it's who we are as human beings. And it's not just something that we do on the weekends. It's bringing the idea of religion into almost every conversation and making oh, wow. it a conversation around God and so I guess that's what I mean when I say very Catholic. Um <laughs> yeah, because that's some very of the other Catholic. Catholics that I know. Yeah. I mean like when I was growing up I knew a lot of Catholics and they weren't really as
0: um I don't know,
1: like involved so in the confession? whole lifestyle as his family is.
0: Did you confession all the time? Yeah. Yeah. So I did confession yeah, once in my it's, life. It's a... I did confess You do confession the first time you do confession. I think it's around like second, third grade. I did. I went to public school. Most of the kids in my neighborhood went to Catholic school. Our Lady of Lords, West Orange, New Jersey. Both my parents went there. Met there. My grandmother was a teacher at the Catholic school. Uh, all of my, yeah, my everybody, everybody went there. My parents met there. Like I said, we met. So I, I, I can give you the inside track on Catholicism. I did confession once though, mm-hmm. I, did it, I, I, didn't go, I went to the public school, so I did Sunday school all my life up through like eighth, and ninth grade. Confession was the first one where I was like, yeah, I'm out. Like this is, I'm not, I don't want to go in a box with a man. Like I don't get what this is about, but I think I'll keep my secrets. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. As a third grader, I felt like that. But I, I went through the whole uh, confirmation process and everything. So I, whenever you want, I got the inside track. I got the inside track.
1: That's good to know. I'll have to, like, send you an email in a couple weeks or, like, we're really hashing it out and trying to figure out where we're actually going to have our wedding ceremony. I'll
0: I'll consult Chris Gathard on that. Please do. Do you go to church with them very often? You may have said this.
1: No, I don't. Um, I've gone occasionally, um, and they try not to give away my location here, but in the general area, there's a very well-known church, um where they're members of. And so I've gone with them to that uh, church just because I was in the area as well with them. And it's important to them. So, I'm, and, you know, I'm very respectful of that. And so, yeah, I'd say I probably have been with them five times, you know, give or take. And
0: and then, when they all, and, when they all get up so to take the bread, do you, you just stay there and they all, they're all like,
1: yeah, and they give yeah, you a no, side I, eye? Yeah, I stay there. And it's, it's awkward.
0: Yeah. Are they hoping you convert? Are they hoping you become a Catholic?
1: Yeah, you know, I think in the back of the mi- their minds that they are hoping that, but I'm a pretty outspoken and opinionated person, so whenever that kind of comes out of their mouth, I say politely, "Yeah, well, that's just, you know, that's not really what's in the cards for me right now. Yeah. You know, it's not really I don't really see that happening anytime soon." And I, you know, I can see the look on their faces kind of change a little bit.
0: And, technically, um, that means your kids aren't Catholic, right? It all goes it goes through the mother with Catholicism
1: what i learned last night when i talked Uh, to the priest is that it goes through the father um so basically he would have to my fiance would have to agree that he would do whatever he can to raise our children you know in the catholic faith and i'm okay with that i'm not um i'm not vehemently opposed to catholicism i don't have some sort of huge vendetta against it I guess my one of my other concerns about Catholicism is not with the religion itself. It's with the people that I've met and some of the hurtful things that I've heard them say. And so after meeting my fiance, you know, he's kind of explained to me throughout the years, you know, yeah, these problems that you have, they're, they're legitimate issues, but they're problems with the people not the religion so and it's a, a, a completely valid point you know yeah, but it's a very often, you know it's the a v- 2010 time like and everyone and all of everyone's saying hurtful things about you know the gay population and i and it i really didn't like that going on but of course now in 2017 like, things are so different
0: it's weird it's like it's such a i feel like it's such a layered religion it's complicated to be born into it i'm certainly not a very devout catholic I, I, oddly it's odd you're calling now because i recently started going to church every now and then again i don't know why just out of nowhere i've been going now, again, hmm. Not again not devout but it's very interesting you're calling and it's right. weird because it's like i feel like it brings communities together so well i feel like th- the large majority of the people you meet in a catholic church are people looking to help other people looking to be a part of a community that's really nice i like that like when you go to church, you'll see like you'll see some people show up and they dress up in their Sunday best. Then you'll see some people who show up as they are, and you realize like oh, it does accommodate. You know, it's it's a religion that I think a lot of uh, you know a, a lot of people who don't have much uh, go, and it's a thing that brings them into a community, brings people together. It's like I, I like I really like the Virgin Mary aspect of it that she's so front and center. I feel like I almost kind of enjoy I think there's a part of me going to church that's kind of like it's a weirdly like feminist thing in that sense but then also it's like a you know you'll go and there'll be priests that actively say like let's shut down Planned Parenthood so that's not very feminist at all it's a very weird thing and then like you said these opinions on the gay community that are just so outdated and so the the idea that women can't be active participants being priests and whatnot very strange. Very, I don't know. It's layered. It's layered, but the community side of it is really beautiful. And I don't know. And then, of course, there's all those issues about what's it really going to take to uh, get, get some of these priests to... Nah, you know what I mean? You just I just read a thing about a German choir that I think was a Catholic choir where everybody... All these kids... Uh, it's like, what what is this? For a thousand years, kids are getting yeah. abused. So. It's a very layered. It's a very layered thing. It's a very layered thing. It's conflicted feelings about it.
1: No, I I, I totally agree. And I did have a situation when I was younger. I went to a Catholic church for um, I think it was like a, a baptism or something like that. It's been so long, I kind of forgot. But there was a. It was. It was the Obama era. Um, like, and we had finished the baptism and. We we're kind of just talking about like community news and whatever. And, and the priest says to everybody, okay, everybody, thank you so much for coming. Be sure to vote no to the Affordable Health Care oh Act. Oh, god! And you, I mean, it was the most bizarre thing I've it's ever heard. Much? And I think that was really the moment where I was like, "Oh my gosh, what's going on here? Do I really want to be a part of that?" It's also, but I also know that not every case is like that.
0: And I also feel like I don't know that it's weird. Like the abortion stuff has always been an issue, and 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 the feelings towards the gay community. But I I feel like stuff like that, like the active. When I was a kid, you didn't hear like active political diatribes in a Catholic church. You didn't hear, and generally a very democratic background. Like this is the in the church I grew up in. I mean, and again, this is two blocks from my house, my parents met there. There was a stained glass window of John F. Kennedy. He's a Catholic president. You know what I mean? That was like a huge thing for the Catholic community. Stained glass window of him. This, these mm-hmm. were Democrats. I was shocked when I started going back ah. a couple months ago, and I heard there's like it's if, for anybody who's never been to a Catholic ceremony. There's, a, there's the part. It's one of the highlights to me it's fun it's like the lord hear our prayer part that's one of the highlights and that's when the priest will just say a series of things or someone on behalf of the priest say a series of things and after each one of them you go lord hear our prayer and generally it'll be like you know this member of the community is sick um we feel like god's gonna make sure they get through this healthy we're re- reaching out on behalf mm-hmm. of both the person and their family lord hear our prayer and then it'll be like you know and we want to make sure that in these trying um trying times, um, blah, 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 da, 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 Lord, hear our prayer. And then it'll be like, and let's remember that marriage is between a man and a woman. We have to protect the sanctity of families. And then that one, I just tap out. I'm like, I'm not saying Lord, hear our prayer, That Lord, hear our prayer is a pretty cool thing. I'm not saying Lord, hear our prayer. But then here's a weird thing too. So much of the Catholic population is Hispanic, at least in the New York area, that they did a back-to-back. I went to a service, they did back-to-back. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Let's protect the sanctity of it. And then the next one. Uh, In a world where there's so many people attacking the immigrant communities, we want to protect our foreign brothers and sisters and their place here in our community. Lord, hear our prayers. Like You don't get to back to back that. You don't get to say one ultra-conservative thing, one ultra-liberal thing. Now you're just playing to the crowd. You're getting that cheap heat because you know everybody out here (laughs) is not conservative on that one have it both right. ways. have it both yeah, ways. yeah
1: that the whole thing is just so bizarre to me so and it is I'm trying not to give a lot away here but the, the particular church that they're a part of it, it it's roman catholicism it's mm-hmm. one of the original forms of catholicism so they they try to eliminate kind of that that dialogue that you and I just mentioned that we don't like and you know so they try and stay away from that because they say that has nothing to do with actual Catholicism. My opinion is irrelevant, that whole thing. So I really respect that. So I'm kind of coming to accept that, okay, you know, maybe this isn't as bad as I thought it was. And as long as I know who I am and what I like and what I don't like and my values, I think I'm, I'm definitely fine with it. I'm not, it's not really a source of um frustration between my fiance and I. We, yeah. we don't we hardly ever talk about it.
2: Take so. a deep
0: breath. That's a good thing. I will say, just before we move on, I do wanna say though, I said uh, Lord Hear Our Prayers, one of the highlights, everybody I feel like everybody if you're everybody knows the real highlight is peace be with you. I'm into the peace be with you part. That's where you turn <laughs> right? That's the good part. Where every, yep. everybody in the pews, you turn to the people all around you. You shake their head. You go, peace be with you. And then the people on your left and right, you probably came with them. So you're like, yeah, hey, peace be with you. And then the person in front of you turns around and it's some person you never met before. And to have someone look you in the eye and just go, hey, peace be with you, goes further than you think. it's a, That's a good thing. You're shaking somebody's hand. You no, I agree. You don't know them, but we're all in it together. Take your face out of your phone. Look somebody else in the eye. Say something nice to them. It's not that hard. yeah go ahead and pause there. Anybody with a Catholic background I think is agreeing with me on this whole "piece be with you thing. I don't know if other ceremonies include that. I've never thought about this in my life. That's my own ignorance. Anyway, I'm gonna go ponder that and maybe you guys will as well and maybe you'll also ponder these products and services that our five sponsors have to offer. Uh, we'll be back right after this with more phone calls. Studying for standardized tests can be really stressful. The ACT, the SAT, they have a huge impact on where you go to college, the scholarships you get, the GRE, GMAT, LSAT, and MCAT count a lot for grad school. No matter where you are in your studies, it's important to get a great score. Fortunately, Magoosh Online Test Prep helps you get to test day feeling confident and prepared without breaking the bank. Just go to Magoosh.com. Dot com to access hundreds of practice questions, study schedules, and video lessons that let you study anywhere on any device. Even get access to their expert tutor team if you need extra help. Plus, if you're retaking a test, Magush offers a score improvement guarantee. If you don't improve, you get your money back because Magush wants you to succeed. Here's what some of their students say. Magush provides great explanations and examples that really stuck in my head even though I only crammed for three weeks. Highly recommend it. Magush was the only study material I used and clearly the only study material I needed. The organization was superb and the practice questions were spot on. Visit magouche.com and enter promo code BEAUTIFUL for a 20% off discount. That's magouche M-A-G-O-O-S-H dot com, promo code BEAUTIFUL. We all need to take a little bit better care of ourselves and mental health is no exception. That's why today's sponsor, Talkspace, the online therapy company, makes it easy to connect with an experienced, licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. You can send your therapist text, audio, video messages. You can even do a live video chat. Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through a rigorous screening process in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional training. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com slash beautiful. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code beautiful to get $30 off your first month. Show your support for this podcast. That's coupon code beautiful at Talkspace.com slash beautiful. Talkspace therapy for how we live today. Thank you so much to everybody who helps us bring this show to you for free. Please do check them out. Use those promo codes. Helps the show. And now let's get back to the phone call. You don't know them, but we're all in it together. Take your face out of your phone, look somebody else in the eyes, say something nice to them. It's not that hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so often we just kind of ignore the people that are around us. And, yeah. And we don't really realize, like, what everybody's going through in their lives and kind of think that whatever we've got going on, that's what's the most important. So yeah. then when you turn to your left or right and you say peace be with you to somebody and they've, they're they walking a totally different lifestyle, you know, it it's just... Something that I
0: think most people could probably agree with. For sure, for sure. I feel like. Any that <laughs> And yeah, I feel like here's the thing because mass is also very it's pretty boring. All Catholics who grow up know this. This is why in my neighborhood you always tried to go to the mass that Father Quinlan was the priest on because he would get through it in like 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops. Father Marchand, Father Hanson, they really milked it, took their time. Father Quinlan. I, I'm sure all these people are dead by now because these are people who were around 30 years ago. Uh, Father Quinlan, 15-minute mass. But I feel like it's funny because it's like it's, there are these little highlights like that, the peace be with you. It's like, it, like a Catholic mass is like a Tom Petty concert. Peace be with you is free-falling. Lord, hear our prayer. That's American girl. And then the rest <laughs> of it, you're just waiting for the hits, you know?
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: Now tell me about this wedding. When's it going down?
1: So it's going down next year, uh, September 1st.
0: And you're already um, stressing. Labor Day weekend. Stressing a year out. What's that? You're already stressing hard about it a year out. More than a year out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of it's money um, and coming up with that. And also, um, within the last six months-ish, both of my parents have had some pretty serious health concerns. So um, in October of last year um my mom was having some some heartburn and everybody was saying hey mom you know why don't you go to the doctor and check this out you know you're in your late 50s sometimes heartburn can be something else and she said no 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 i'll just you know i'll cut out the coffee i'll i'll eat better and of course she did all those things and it didn't go away so finally probably after about a month or maybe even two months after having those problems, she went and they said, Oh my gosh, your blood pressure is the highest I've ever seen on somebody who isn't about to die. Um, we need to get you to the hospital now.
0: Wow. So they took her
1: sexually across the street. Um, so that was good. You know, got her hooked up and did some scans, did some like, you know, exploratory tests and procedures on her and said, Oh my gosh, you've got two major arteries in your heart block. Oh. Um, so within the next couple of days, it was actually on Halloween day, she went to go have open heart surgery. And so that was really hard on my family and my dad and my dad as well. Cause he was, he's a fantastic guy. He stood by her side and helped her throughout the whole thing. And her recovery was not so great. Um, but fast forward to, to now to actually two days after I got engaged. I get a phone call from my mom who is now healthier um, and she says, Hey, where are you? I know you just got home from your vacation to LA. Um, and I say, you know, I'm, I'm home now. We were just about to head out to the grocery store. What's going on? She says, well, your dad was at jury duty and he collapsed. And oh. so 911 was called and, um, we, and that's all I know, you know, that I just know that he's at the hospital and he needs you to come there. So of course I stopped what I was doing. My fiance and I, you know, drove all the way out there it was about an hour, um, and got there and he we walked in the room and, you know, we were preparing for the worst, you know, at this point we'd been engaged for a day, um, two days. And, you know, I'm saying to my fiance, you know, if he's, in really bad shape. I need you to, like, are we going to get married there? You know, I I want him to be there. And having those really hard conversations, (laughs) we we walk in the door and, and he's like, Hey, what's going on? (laughs) Big smile on his face. You know, he looked like my normal dad and like, you tell me what's going on. I heard you collapsed the jury duty, you know? And like, yeah, yeah. So this is what happened. I was sitting in my chair Waiting for them to call me up, and um, you know, I, so I took out my phone and I was checking my email, and you know, the next thing I know,'m i I've got two police officers on top of me and, and a paramedic, and they're they're trying to call me down, and I don't know what happened. So I'm freaking out, and I'm kind of being a little bit combative because I have no memory of what had just happened, and um, you know, he's telling us the story. And as he's telling us the story, the, the doctor walked in the room and said, you know, I have a little bit more information. He spoke with the paramedics that were there. Um, there happened to be two off-duty nurses in the same room with you. They also had jury duty the same day. And one of them had walked by you and saw that you just gently closed your eyes, you know, lean your head up against the wall that was behind you and, um, you know, initially thought maybe he's asleep. Waited, you know, 30 seconds, maybe a minute, and some some sort of, you know, gut intuition told him no, you know, I don't I don't think that guy is asleep, and so he ran over, checked my dad's pulse, it wasn't there, um, and there, and up, up comes this other off-duty nurse, and she starts giving him CPR, and um, the, ori- the original paramedic or the off- I'm sorry, the off-duty nurse who found him. Went to go grab the defibrillator who was in, that was in the courthouse and shocked him. And, wow! Thank God, brought him back.
0: So his heart had stopped. So,
1: yeah, it had wow. stopped completely. Um, my dad; he didn't feel like up until that point, he didn't feel any pain. He didn't feel any lightheadedness. It was a normal day, and his heart just
0: stopped. I was hoping so that, that was that this, really. I was hoping the story was going to go that you walked into the into the hospital room. And he was like, hi. And then you were like, and he's like, what's going on? And you're like, I heard you passed out at, at, at the courthouse. And then he just grinned and went, yeah, but I got out of jury duty and gave you a high five. That's how I was hoping this would end. <laughs>
1: uh, well, we did definitely take that mindset, you know. That's yeah. the best way to get out of jury duty, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: have your heart stop and collapse against a wall. That'll do it. That'll well, they're technically not going to ask it.
1: you to come back.
0: No, they, they don't want to deal with that. So did no they way. find out what happened?
1: So basically, you know, he's had high blood pressure as well for years, um, and some other you know blood pressure related issues. So they they think it was just kind of this perfect storm of you know he had walked less than a half mile, you know, from his car to the courthouse when he parked, and but it was still you know light to moderate exercise for somebody of his age. He just turned sixty, um, and he doesn't have the best health in the world. So maybe he was a little bit worked up, you know, his heart was working a little bit harder than it normally does. Yeah, and he went to go sit down and, you know, for what for one reason or the other, it just stopped. Um, and so when that doctor came in and told us this whole story, he said, we're going to do the same um, tests on you that we did on, on your wife when she had her chest pains just to see what's going on in your heart. Uh, make sure it's okay. We don't know if you passed out at this point. We don't know what happened. So let's just check it out. And of course, they do the, the test and they say, well, you know, you have four arteries blocked in your Jeez. heart. And unfortunately, you need
0: open heart surgery. How many so arteries are there in a heart? They go to the
1: exact same hospital. What's that?
0: How many arteries are there in a heart? Aren't th-
1: there are five main ones and he had four blocks yeah
2: Jeez.
1: yeah it was it was crazy so then we're going to the next to the hospital um the same hospital that my mom was at you know less than six months prior getting my dad set up to have open heart surgery you know the second time we're doing this and in six months and we're all just emotionally spent you know as you can probably imagine and and so I'm, trying, I'm sitting in there in that room, waiting and waiting and waiting, and thinking, "Oh my gosh, you know, thank God for those two people that happened to have jury duty on the same day. What are the odds, you know, from a Christian standpoint? That wasn't an accident. That wasn't a coincidence. You know, kind of act of God type of situation." And so I kind of I reached out on Facebook to a little like uh, garage sale group in my area and said, "Hey." If anyone was in the, in the courthouse this day, this time, and saw this happen and knows who it was that helped them, like, I would really like to say thank you. And, and somebody comments, hey, that was my mom. Really? Um, but, so I, mean, I was able to get gr- in touch with the
0: mom. What's a garage sale group? You don't know? No, oh, what is a garage sale group on Facebook?
1: Maybe it's a Midwestern thing. I don't know. Some so it's basically if you're just getting rid of things around the house and you want to sell them, you can no, listen to local garage sale groups.
0: I understand what a garage sale is, but now there's Facebook groups, so you can get in on other people's garage sales? It, is, is, it, it's, it's, yeah. It's like a turning it into like a conglomerate type thing where it's like, hey, you're having a garage well, sale like a and virtual. I got it. I got I got an old set of bowls I want to get rid of. Will you sell my bowls at your garage sale? And then what happens? Do they take a cut because they staged the garage sale?
1: Well, it's not quite like that. It's more so. I've got this set of bowls. Does anybody want them? I'm charging five dollars for them. So you're selling them oh, so it's like on an, Facebook, and then you meet up and you exchange.
0: Oh, so it's not. So it's it's like an online. It's like a cybernetic garage sale.
1: Yeah, kind of like Craigslist.
0: And this worked. You found the person through this because this doesn't sound like a thing that would have a massive amount of people involved.
1: Yeah, I think there were maybe fifteen hundred people in the group. Um, And yeah, yeah, just crazy that this person says, "Hey, that was my mom. You know, this is her name. Why don't you reach out to her?" So I did, and obviously it was. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't believe this happened. Like, I'm so thankful you were there, and she said, you know, it's, it's it's funny because literally that morning um, I was texting my best friend and I was saying, you know, I've been in nursing for X amount of years and I'm just really not feeling fulfilled anymore. Maybe I should go back to school. Um, I just, I don't think it's for me. And her best friend responded with, well, you know, I, I think that something's going to happen in your life and you're going to realize that you're in the right field. Like that, you have the right personality. You love helping people just wait for a sign. And I think you'll know. And literally within an hour or two of receiving that text message, which she hadn't even read at that point, um, wow. she was on the ground, like saving, saving my dad's dad. life. So it was just incredible, wow. an incredible
2: story.
0: Yeah. I think I still I. it's a beautiful story I'm so glad your dad's okay let me say that right away let me also just say I'm still quite flabbergasted at the existence of Facebook based garage sales I didn't even yeah, I had no pretty idea cool. flabbergasted <laughs> I mean I'm again most uh, the biggest thing I'm taking away from that is I am so sincerely happy that your dad is okay secondary to that Facebook based garage sale who knew who
1: knew Maybe it's just a Midwestern thing.
0: No, I mean I, we had garage sales in Jersey growing up. We definitely had them. I, I just, it didn't occur to me that they would uh, shift. But it makes sense because Facebook is an online community, and those are community-driven things. Who knows? Anyway, we're not going to spend the whole time analyzing the merits of online garage yeah. sales. <laughs> uh, I guess so. Your parents are sick. You're planning a wedding. I'm sure there's like concerns there. I'm sure you must be having those thoughts of uh, what's the What's the, you ever said? What's the weirdest thing you ever saw on sale at the online garage sale?
1: The weirdest thing! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Because real garage. Well, actually, get weird. the 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 most recent thing that I saw was a woman had taken a picture of her like you know five or six year old daughter um, holding in her clenched fist um, the pet hamster. It <laughs> said like for sale, pet hamster. My daughter loves this thing too much, and unfortunately, we need to get rid of it. Oh. And the daughter's you know like clenching. And the hamster has this terrified look
0: on his face. Oh, no, um, I hate so that story. So someone actively was like, Hey, break break my daughter's heart. Here's a picture of my daughter loving a thing. Take the thing. Teach my daughter a lesson about it was, real life. I
1: think it was it wasn't a very loving photo. <laughs> I think the girl was a little bit too rough with the hamster and they sure. were like, All right, we can't we can't do this
0: anymore. Oh. So it was a, it was like turning, it was going to be like a mice and men situation. Girl was going to love the yeah. hamster yeah, exactly. to death. Yeah, exactly. Wow, okay. Now look, I get sick parents and planning a wedding. That I mean, because it's like you want to be a good family person. You want to help your parents, first of all, dedicate a lot of time to that. You don't necessarily have yeah. the time right now. Plus, I'm sure it creates a lot of anxiety about like, are my parents taking care of themselves? Because I'm a year out from this thing. And if they got, I mean, four arteries blocked. Let, I mean, both, both yeah. your parents, arteries black. This is serious. You There must be a party that's like, guys, take care of yourselves. I got this major life thing coming up. I want you to be there. I want you to be healthy. And I got to worry about mm-hmm. that. I got to prioritize that. I don't want to be bitter and resent you guys if you don't take care of yourselves. And I wind up sleeping two hours a night because I got to do all these things at once. There must be all those thoughts. But you sound nicer than I am. Maybe the less bitter parts
2: <laughs> of that.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's probably coming out nicer than it feels, you know, like from an emotional standpoint, because for my mom, she's still struggling with um, making the correct lifestyle choices to support this type of thing that she went through. So, you know, before she was obviously not eating well, your arteries don't get blocked if you eat a healthy diet. Um, she smoked since she was like basically a preteen Um, so thank god she stopped smoking but you know her diet's not really what it should be and she knows Um, whereas my dad on the other hand is like literally walking four miles a day doing everything that he's supposed to be doing so i think it's what's hard to witness is see him do everything right and watch her do everything wrong and you can see the differences in their health and how they look and yeah you have that thought every day of Guys, I'm getting married in a little over a year and I want you both to be there. But yeah.
0: And you My said gosh, your, you know. before right? you were saying your mom was a real hardworking, working lady growing up, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So she lives, she's like,
1: yeah, she she's
0: a smoking, hardworking, tough talk abroad, huh? That's what I'm picking up on.
1: Yeah. No, you're, you're right. She, when we were kids, she, she didn't work when we were growing up. She was a stay at home mom. And when we moved, when I was a, you know, uh preteen uh to where i live now she we had a nicer house my dad's job had changed so um we lived in a nicer area a nicer house but she kind of felt the need to not only go back to work for financial reasons but she didn't have kids to watch anymore so she got a job at like a distribution center doing um like forklift driving and lifting heavy boxes and she's kind of been doing that type of work ever since but um ever since she had this procedure she You know, I would say doing a little bit lighter work (laughs) for a coworker is really nice and understanding that she shouldn't be doing what she was doing and, um, you know, but yeah, she, she, she's not a big fan of it. You know, I think it takes a toll on her mental health too. She, she had some pretty severe anxiety when I was growing up and, um, passed it on to me and, and my sisters too. So now we're kind of <laughs> struggling in our own forms with dealing with this because we saw how she dealt with it when we were growing up, which wasn't a healthy way to deal with it. And, um, actually recently started going to therapy. So that's helped a lot. And, um, I think I actually reached out to you when you did a, ask me anything on Reddit and I was like, you know, I'm thinking about going to therapy. What's like the biggest piece of advice that you have? And you said, Um, If you find somebody that you don't like, don't just stop going. And um, that's kind of what I'm going through right now is I found somebody. She's not terrible, but she's really not helping me all that much. So I'm kind of just thinking, all right, do I need to find somebody else to help me cope with not only these life scenarios that I'm going through, but the day-to-day anxiety as well?
0: I hope you stick with it. I'm glad I answered the question. on those And those AMAs, they get overwhelmed. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, that's cool that you're going. And I hope you uh, find somebody that jives with you better.
1: Yeah, me too. Does
0: this Catholic guy expect you to have like nine kids? Let's go ahead and pause right there. The enormity of that question will follow... We'll find out the answer to that gripping question and more when we come back. But in the meantime, we got ads from our sponsors. They help us bring the show to you for free. So use those promo codes. It really helps Beautiful Anonymous when you do. And we'll be right back. Stitcher Premium is entering the musical podcast space with a new three-part series, Stolen Idea, written by Matt Besser and Bobby Matthews. Stolen Idea is a comedy punk rock musical that covers the theft of intellectual property in both the music and comedy worlds. The story follows a stand-up comedian and a rock musician who are both approaching 40 and are fearful their time to make it is running out. One has his idea stolen, the other steals an idea. Produced and mixed by Earwolf's lead sound engineer, Brett Morris, the 17-song soundtrack features performances by Scott Ackerman, Paul Rush, James Domian, John Gemmerling, Virginia Matthews, Harris Whittles, Mike Cassidy, Mike Still, and Danielle Schneider. Listen to Stolen Idea on Stitcher Premium. Get one month of Stitcher Premium free when you go to stitcherpremium.com slash stolen and enter the promo code STORIES. That's stitcherpremium.com slash stolen. Offer code STORIES. Thanks again to all of our sponsors. Now let's finish off this phone call. Does this Catholic guy expect you to have like nine kids?
1: No, no. He's pretty
0: reasonable.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, now. We definitely want kids, but until I don't that, think... Until his Catholic parents
0: high. get older and are like, why aren't you giving us more grandkids? <laughs> People around the block from me, one of my best yeah. friends growing up, one of my best friends, he had, I think, 13 brothers and sisters? That's a Catholic oh family. Oh, my gosh. Irish last name, 14 kids in that I don't even know how they all fit in the house. Where did everybody even sleep? I ugh. This was not a huge house. I don't know if my
1: body could do that.
0: This was just a suburban house on a regular block, lower middle class block. Not even a, I don't even know where all these people slept.
1: Wow. I have a, a close family friend who, um, she is Muslim and her, her now husband, his family has, I think he has 13 siblings and they live, um, in the city, and they all live in a very small apartment. You know, and they make it work. And I just look at people like that, and I'm totally amazed. Yeah. You know, I was stressed out with my two sisters when I was growing up, and we had we had plenty of space. We fought every day. You
0: yeah. Know? I had one brother. And we used to just punch each other in the face all the time.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine having to battle off twelve more of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be way too much for me to handle.
0: (laughs) Now, the guest list at your wedding, how many first cousins does your husband have as a Catholic?
1: Oh, so many.
0: So Um, many cousins, right? And they're first cousins, so you can't cut them out.
1: Yeah, it's never-ending. I don't know the exact number. We have it all written down, um, but it's up there for sure. Um, I have a big family, too, but not quite as big as he does.
0: I was going to say, is this a situation where his guest list is like, 200 people and you've got like a solid 30 and it's like, Hey, do all the cousins have to come? And then it's like, uh, yeah, they have to, or else it's going to be endless drama for years with my various opinionated aunts.
1: I mean, yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's not quite the difference of 230, but he definitely has more people to invite than I do. And (laughs) yeah, like you said, you can't cut, anybody out because they're all so close and yeah are you building one person out are you building your guest more. list yet
0: are you like already getting together your invite oh list? yeah yeah that's a weird oh, yeah, thing isn't it definitely. isn't that a weird thing
1: it is because you kind of have to make that decision of oh this person has a girlfriend but i think they've only been dating for a couple of weeks so i don't think that guy will get a plus one
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> it's
1: the, that, it's a weird, really
0: weird thing. That's a weird thing about getting married that no one told me about is you like take an honest evaluation of everyone in your life and how much you want to be friends with them anymore. You're like, I like exactly yeah. like I said, I like this person enough, but not enough to get to know someone else in their life. No plus one for you. I had, I had situations where it was like, it gets very political too. This person invited me to their wedding, but in the five years since their wedding, we're not as close as we were back then, but you kind of have to invite people who invited you to their wedding. So now you're kind of sitting around hoping that you start hoping people say no, right? You invite people knowing, please let this card come back, no, and then you drop it in the mail and you don't want them there. And you're like, but then there's this other friend, but I only (laughs) met them two years ago, but we hang out, we actually get lunch and stuff. Can I invite my two-year friend when I... And I'm trying, so you're hoping people say no to free up a room. I had situations where I straight up, and I will not name names. I will not even name relationships because it'll be too out I had situations where, like, people from my past where I was like, straight up, I don't want to be friends with you anymore and just didn't invite them as a way to just straight up say, eh, I don't, I don't, why am I, pre- a, 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 a person from my past, from many, many years ago, where I was just like, I just don't enjoy. We barely see each other anymore and when we do, it's very weird and negative and combative and it's this weird obligation because we were friends during a formative stretch of life, but I've moved on and uh, I'm going to go ahead and cross this name right off the invite list and it felt like a weight off my shoulders where I realized this person will never like me again because I did not invite them to my wedding. And I have decided I am okay with that.
1: Yeah, but it's kind of freeing, you know. Oh, it's it like is giving yourself the permission to not really care anymore.
0: So, we're, and wait, have you sent out your invites?
1: Oh no, no, not yet. Because here's way the thing: oh, I'm
0: going to give you a piece of information nobody tells you either. Because here's the other thing that happens: is it goes in that direction too, where you're evaluating everybody. How much do I really want this person? And then their behavior with those with the replies will redefine your uh, more friendships forever. Like there'll be somebody who doesn't, right. there'll be somebody who like uh, puts their card in the mail with no plus one and then calls you three weeks later. Hey, can I actually get a plus one? And you're like, I made the seating chart, you fuck. Sorry, Sally, but you'll yep. talk that way. You'll speak that way about people you love in your life. You'll love in your life. There's people who will not get the card back to you. And you'll, I had somebody who didn't return the card. And then you're in this situation where you're like, well, it's past the date the past the RSVP date but I know this person and they might turn around and be, okay, so I'm gonna email them. Hey, are you coming or not? No answer, I got one, no answer on the email. So I text the person, no, no response to the text. Are you coming or not? And at that point I said, you're not in my life ever anymore. And this person has since emailed me. Yeah. I didn't answer their email. You can't answer my emails about a major life event. Then I'm not answering your emails about comedy. You email me about comedy. You won't tell me <laughs> if you're coming to my wedding, you're out. You're out. I got enough people in my life. I'm 37 years old. I'm 37 years old. I have enough people in my life. I don't need people in my life. I'm over that hump where I want to just get old and curmudgeonly. The less people, the better moving forward. No new friends. Everybody listening. I'm putting you all on blast. No new friends. (laughs) I'm trying to remove current friends and move forward. Sorry, I just went on a rant, my bad. But that is something that will happen very much so in your wedding planning.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm fully anticipating that. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? Um, every single time I listen to your podcast, they have, I have two rabbits, and they kind of live in my loft area, like kind of close to my office. And every time I play it, they hate the sound of your voice. It's, I'm, they it's, get really mad. I get this
0: a lot. i bump thump
1: their legs. It's
0: I I get it a lot. And now,
1: right now, you're on speakerphone in the area and they're freaking out again. So I think that's really funny.
0: No, I've been working a lot in my career. You know, initially it was like, you know, I would really want to break in with like the college scene, see if I can get college gigs. And uh, my agents and I, we've had a lot of sit downs about like, how can I break through more in the rabbit community uh, with my work? But I, I just, it's, I just don't, my comedy just does not click with rabbits and I've been dealing with it for years.
1: You've heard that before.
0: No, I was kidding. I was
1: kidding. I was going to say, that is pretty crazy. There might be something going on there. But yeah, I can hear them. They're freaking out of it now.
0: Wow. Wow. What, exact, what exactly do the rabbits dislike about my voice? Because I'm with them. I don't like my voice I either. I don't
1: know. No, I, I don't have a problem with it. But when I first people, moved to, know, people house to the house that I live in...
0: Tell me I have a sexy voice. I've heard that before. Anyway, when you lived, moved into the house, you live in... I don't agree, by the way. My voice is terrible.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say, uh, when I moved into the house that I, I now live in about a year ago, um, which is when I first discovered the podcast, there was I had my desk out in the loft area, which is where they hang out most of the time. And um, one of them, his name was Parker,
2: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: he went crazy. He ran face first into the wall. And I had to go over there. I was like, oh, my gosh, is he okay? And I, I literally, I took him to the vet. I'm so concerned. What? Because of my voice? <laughs> yes. And I was telling the the lady at the vet, like, you know, he's never done anything like this before. <laughs> but I was listening to his podcast. And I don't know if it was the sound of the person's voice or if he, there's something wrong with him. And the lady was like, it might have just been what you're listening
0: to. <laughs> wow. And the, the other rabbit doesn't like me either.
1: No, she's a little bit more relaxed, but no, she's she's not a fan either.
0: And what's her name?
1: Her name is Piper.
0: Okay. Can you hold the phone up to Piper and Parker? Just tell me when the phone...
1: Okay, hang on. Let me...
0: Tell me when you're... Let
1: me get closer to them just a second. All right.
0: All right. Here's Parker. Parker, I don't know what your problem with me is, but I want you to know I want to bury the hatchet. I want to settle the beef. Whatever it is about me and my voice you don't like, I get it. But look, we got to coexist in this world. I'm not judging you for being a rabbit, doing what you do, eating carrots, hanging out, laying down on paper shavings. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. I know there's probably not a world in which we're ever going to become friends, but I think the very least, the contentiousness can stop. This whole situation uh, is a little dramatic, running face first into walls. I'm not trying to bother you. I'm, I'm just trying to entertain your human in your life. Just trying to give a little, um, you know, some empathetic conversations to help this person in your life pass the day as she works from home. So Parker, whatever it is, again, on my end, I'm ready to just walk away and let this feud, this blood feud, let's be honest. I'm ready to let this blood feud be over. It's up to you from this point on, Parker the rabbit. You
1: know, I'm telling you the truth. When I put the phone up to him and you started talking to him, he laid down. Yeah. He's relaxed now.
0: We had a lot of things we needed to settle, but I think we finally said what we have to say. Yeah, I
1: think it worked.
0: Yeah, I think we finally said what we have to say.
1: <laughs> he's pretty relaxed now. He's all, he's chilling. He's sprawled out and having yeah. a good day now. Great.
0: And how's Piper doing?
1: She's doing the same. She's laying down.
0: Good. It seems like Piper kind of follows I Parker's think, And you were lead. on speaker,
1: so maybe she, oh, Parker just got mad again.
0: Parker? Parker! <laughs> Parker, we just talked. These this these wildly swinging emotions have to stop. Okay, I get it. You're a rabbit. You come from a frenetic breed of animal, a, a notoriously fidgety breed of animal. But these mood swings, and I've been there. Everybody knows I've been there. Watch Career Suicide on HBO. Everybody knows that I'm someone who's <laughs> dealt with raging, swinging emotions. I'm here for you. At the end of the day. Uh, I have a feeling, Parker, that the reason you don't like me is deep in your heart, you know that we have more similarities than we do differences, and you're not ready to look yourself in the mirror yet. But someday you'll get there and you'll stop blaming me, Parker, the rabbit.
1: (laughs) Oh, I wish I could send you a picture of how he's reacting. It looks like he's really taking it to heart. (laughs) Good,
0: good. I want less anger in this world, be it human, rabbit, or any other species of life.
1: I know, right?
0: That call got weird. We need
1: to take what we can get.
0: Yeah, this got weirder.
1: <laughs> weird is good.
0: I think so, too. So what else? We have about nine minutes left.
1: Okay, nine minutes.
0: This one flew by.
1: So what do you have going on today?
0: What do I have going on today? Well, the Chris Gethard Show is coming back at the time of this recording, less than two weeks until our first episode on Truth TV nervous the writing process is in full swing writing weird ideas trying to pull it together trying to put something together that really uh you know uses this opportunity well because I want to do something different and that has integrity and stands true to what we've built but there's stress there and there's a little pressure being the captain of the ship you know yeah and I want to squander this opportunity we have so that's what's going on with me
1: yeah, I can already tell it's going to be great. I saw the little promo on Facebook and. Nice. Seems like everyone's really into it.
0: I hope everybody, I hope all beautiful and honest fans set their DVRs for the season pass. And even if they uh, don't watch it, <laughs> even if they don't like it, I hope you at least just, you know what, just let it play. If you're beautiful and honest, but set your DVR season pass for the Chris Gethard Show. Even if you don't like it, just push play and walk away. Like, while you're listening to the podcast, just play episodes so that we get those numbers. (laughs) That's what I'll ask. I love it. What else is going on with me? I saw War for the Planet of the Apes. I loved it. I cried twice. Also cried twice during Spider-Man.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'll do it. Both of those on my list. You cried for both
0: of them. I'm a very emotional guy. And uh, spider well, Spider-Man means a lot to me. Oh, that's good. I grew up very obsessed with comic books. They got me through a lot of tough times cried twice during spider-man
1: yeah no, it sounds like a pretty emotional time
0: yeah so that's what's going on with me is crying at movies feeling a lot of pressure professionally some personal life stuff that were uh me and the doing good but you know dealing with real life i'll just leave it at that dealing with real life yeah but i'm okay yeah
1: yeah Well, you know, sometimes that's all we can do is just deal with real life and in moments of downtime, go and cry while watching Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, sometimes what you do is you stay... Here's the thing that I've learned about life is that sometimes what you do is you stay immensely strong in the face of real life and then you go and see a movie about uh, apes evolving and learning to speak and you just cry your eyes out because um, that way you can say you cried at the movie and not that you broke down at the stress of actual pressure in life. Right. Yeah. War for the planet. No, I like that. Two thumbs up. I mean, this is a movie about monkeys fighting man with guns and horses, and I cried. Clearly, I think there was maybe some displaced emotion that night in the movie theater.
1: Right. No, it's funny you say that. The only thing, like, my fiancé does not cry. He's not a crier. But the only thing that really makes him cry is Boy Meets World. (laughs)
0: What? What? Yeah. What are you talking of? What? Boy me, that's the most Catholic <laughs> shit I ever heard. Just repressed emotions, just repressed emotions to the core and then Tapenga says something mildly profound and there's a river of tears. These people, these people I come from, these Catholic these Catholic roots I have, these Catholic people, all we do is stuff down emotions, tough it out, be tougher, deal with it, this and that. And then the next thing you know, Corey Savage has you crying your eyes out.
1: Yep, exactly. I think it's mostly the parent dynamic that really gets him. It's like when Sean is going through a hard time and Corey's dad steps up and parents him because he doesn't have any parents, that's what gets him
0: look boy Meets world that show has, oh, i guess they relaunched it is it the relaunch right or is it, is, does he watch the relaunch or is this reruns is he crying at reruns
1: oh no it's it's reruns we <laughs> we do not watch the the new one which i think actually got canceled
0: did it, it what was it called girl meets world It was about them yeah growing up. yeah i think so so he'll watch your so your fiance you're telling me a strong person mm-hmm. strong person mm-hmm Emotion, not an emotional person, a logical man. Right. Until syndicated reruns of Boy Meets World comes on, at which at which point anything goes. The floodgates are loose. You're rubbing his back. You're saying yep, it's okay. Totally. Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney. <laughs> I know Mr. Yep, Feeney. Mr.
2: Feeny
1: too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know Mr. Feeney yeah. is a man of morals and uh, kindness and virtue and... It's an inspiration to us all, but please, can we get past the waterworks I'm Mr. Feeney?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what really got him, like a couple nights ago, is we were watching, we rewatched How I Met Your Mother, and we watched the very last episode, and I thought to myself, you know what, I bet he's crying right now. And I looked over and sure enough, there he is, sobbing on the side of the couch like,
0: trying to hide it from me. <laughs> oh, I love that you're dating the Catholic boy, that is for mm-hmm. sure.
2: <laughs> you wanna hear some so
0: here this listen to this one. You'll like this one. So I cried twice during Spider Man Homecoming. Now during Captain America Civil War, where they debuted the new Spider Man, shows up comes out of nowhere and he's like a wisecracking teen and you can and it's just for the first time on a spider-man and i liked i really liked the prior spider-man movies toby mcguire was a little emo wasn't totally the spider-man i grew up with so he's a wisecracking teen and i realized oh my god they finally got spider-man right in a movie and i started crying and my wife in the theater like elbowed me and was like are you crying i was like yeah they got spider-man right and i'm crying and then after the movie i say to her i go hey you know it's like a couple months later actually i go hey i I just want to thank you you didn't um you didn't like make fun of me for crying about spider-man that's really nice and she looks me dead in the eye and she goes chris that's the third time you've cried about spider-man since we've been together i was like oh my god is that true and she goes yeah she's like honestly at least this one was a movie the other two times you were explaining you were like describing issues of spider-man comic books to me and you broke down crying explaining the comic book plots i much prefer that you cried at an actual movie this time
1: a more socially acceptable setting
0: yeah but i'm t- <laughs> Sounds
1: like you have a really great wife though
0: oh my wife is the best my wife is the best just the coolest she's got my back hard She's now had two different dreams yeah, where people I, uh, have crossed me and she's murdered them in the dream, and it feels so good. It's real love, <laughs> it's true love.
1: I, I heard her music on the, but when I was on hold, and yeah. it was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, Hiccup. Good band. Good band. Cool. Yeah.
1: Lady.
0: Yeah. Got two, two minutes left. two Two minutes left oh my gosh thank you for this this call has been a very good blend of like heartfelt some serious stuff in there but also a lot of fun and i thank you for that and in case i forget with two minutes left really sending so much love to your parents and hope that they are doing really well
1: thank you that's really nice of you to say and i appreciate that and it's also nice to talk to like a neutral person about it you know talking about the situation with your family or your friends like when they've been there throughout the whole thing like oh my gosh stop talking about it you yeah. know? We, we're sorry and we love you but oh my gosh find something else to talk about so it's nice to have a neutral person to talk to you about the scenario and kind yeah. of bounce it off of someone else
0: it's stressful stuff for real stressful stuff yeah definitely Your husband's gonna listen to this someday, and he's gonna be so mad. You told me he cries at Boy Meets World.
1: Actually, I think he'll love it. <laughs>
0: really? Oh, that's good. He's got a good sense of humor, then, huh?
1: Oh yeah, he he's hilarious. He I think he'll get a I think he'll get a kick out of the Boy Meets World comment, and I think he'll like that you scolded Parker. I think that will be one of the happiest <laughs> moments
0: of his life. Catholics are generally a funny people. <laughs> Do you find when you hang out with his family that they all tell stories that are really funny, but then when you think about the details of the story, they're actually the most grim shit in the world? That's another very Catholic trait.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. I just thought that was something that his family did. Mm-mm. I didn't realize it was a Catholic thing.
0: No, it'll be like, remember that time where our one cousin got too drunk and stabbed a cop? And everybody's like, ah! <laughs> and then you think about it after everybody splits up and you're like, wait, he st- somebody stabbed a fucking cop. What? There's a lot of that in Catholic families. A lot of stories where you're like, not actually funny. I guess we're laughing to survive.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're laughing to cope.
0: hmm <laughs> Mm-hmm. mm-hmm and hence my career.
1: Hey, well, you know, you, you're good at it, so that's what matters.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, caller, for calling. Once again, as I said, good luck to you with your parents. I hope everybody stays healthy and happy. Great luck on your wedding. Didn't have time to squeeze that one and I, I hope you have a great, great wedding. And uh, again, apologies to your fiancé for outing you on the Boy Meets World crying issue. Uh, but most of all, thank you for calling that. It was really fun. Thank you to Jared O'Connell and Harry Nelson who were in the booth helping me get through all these things. Thanks to the Reverend John DeLore and Greta Cohn who built this show in its early days. Thank you, Shell Shag, for the music. You guys are the best. Want to know more about me? ChrisGeth.com. Touring dates are out there. we got a handful of live beautiful anonymous out there, so check out ChrisGeth.com. Hey, if you like the show, Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. It really does help very genuinely. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Smart design, premium fabrics, a simple shopping experience. Mac Weldon has it all, baby. Mac Weldon underwear—it's better than whatever you're wearing. I can tell you that. I'm wearing Mac Weldon right now. I look and feel and seem more confident because it's true—they look great, feel great. All Mac Weldon products are crafted with natural fibers, built-in performance capabilities silver underwear and shirts line makes it so they don't smell check that out and it's all shipped right to your door if you don't like the first pair keep it they'll still refund you no questions asked but you're gonna like it I, you can trust me on that go to macweldon.com get 20 percent off your purchase using the promo code beautiful next time on beautiful anonymous it's not a ball gag it's uh it's a different it's a different type of gag true you love you're not even looking for it next thing you know you're chomping down on a pink silicone version of a device used to control a horse <laughs> mine's black oh my god the one on the website's pink <laughs> the on the website's pink yeah i think she has both now okay. i don't know you gotta do your research <laughs> it comes in more than one color pretty sure. okay i'm just going with the one <laughs> i saw the visual representation of i think the joke still stands <laughs> hey you i'm gonna That's blow your okay. mind i'm gonna blow your mind we got like three minutes left
2: Shit! Oh, sorry. That's okay. You've said
0: far worse things than the word shit. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous.
2: Hello, I'm Alexander Graham Bell. I stole the idea for the telephone. Hey, people steal ideas all the time. Everywhere, even in the worlds of music and comedy. Stolen Idea is a punk rock musical set in these two worlds where theft can make or break a career. They're written by Matt Besser and Bobby Matthews. Produced by Brett Morris. Starring Matt Besser, Bobby Matthews, Virginia Matthews, John Gimberling, Mike Cassidy, Paul Rust. Scott Ackerman, Harris Whittles, Mike Still, Danielle Schneider, and James Adomian. Stolen idea is only available on Stitcher Premium. Go to StitcherPremium.com slash stolen.
0: This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit
2: Earwolf.com.